dirty. So, I talk a lot about my earlier sexual experiences, but only in the context of kind of referencing them, right? I tell y'all, like, oh, I lost my virginity at 14, but I never go into real detail as to what was taking place with my early sexual experiences. So, when I lost my virginity, I was 14. It was the week before my eighth grade graduation with someone that was three years older than me. And we lived in the same neighborhood. And I just remember... We obviously had some kind of conversation because we knew we were meeting up to have sex. I don't remember the conversation or what we talked about, but it was along the lines of him saying like, oh, I want to have sex. And I was like, well, I'm a virgin. I ain't never did that before. So, of course, he really wanted to do it. And again, I don't remember the specifics of the conversation, but I do remember how I felt. I remember what what I felt before and what I felt after. I kind of remember the experience almost like in great detail. I was in the basement of our house. And our basement was like an apartment, basically. So we in the basement. It's my grandma's bed. Because my grandma stayed in the basement, but I don't know where she was at. Clearly wasn't there. Nobody was home. I bring him inside. We kiss him. And it was it was just kind of like, it, it, it didn't take a, whole, a real long time. It was definitely not a long experience. I remember that. But I remember my thoughts in my head. You know, I no, before we even having sex, I asked him, did he have a condom? He had the condom, put it on and everything. We having sex. We're in my grandma's bed. I remember in my head saying, like, I can't believe I'm having sex in grandma's bed. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. And then I'm like, this don't hurt. I thought this was supposed to hurt. (laughs) So after we were done, you know, after he was done, because I'm a, I don't know what the hell I was doing. I was just, I was just sitting there with my legs open. Having him having sex with me. So we're done. And I remember, you know, he left and everything. We ended up talking on the phone and stuff that night. But I literally walked away, was like, oh, okay, I did it. That wasn't bad. I'm going to keep doing that. And uh, (laughs) that was my first sexual experience. And today's episode is going to focus on my early sexual experiences. And I'm going to take y'all through the age of 14 to 20. I picked six years in particular, and y'all going to see why. It's your freak hostess, Jody, and you're tuned into Provocative. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. I will marry a nigga off some dick because everything else we can work on. And I have uh, sporadic periods of excessive masturbation. I really like how that just sounded. If I fuck you once and it's good, I'm gonna keep fucking you. Cause I didn't start sucking dick until college. Blew in that man's butthole. <laughs> that, that shit is wicked. That shit is. So we talked about 
my first sexual experience, how I lost my virginity to someone, he was my boyfriend of eight months, and I wasn't really waiting necessarily. What's crazy is I actually had two boyfriends at the time. Now that I reflect on that, I had a boyfriend at school, and he used to walk me home. We used to kiss. <laughs> and then I had this boyfriend that was in my neighborhood, and we didn't go to the same school. Now, was I dating them for the entire time at the same time? Of course not. But it was kind of like, it was some overlap. It was some overlap for sure. I had my boyfriend that was my boyfriend in eighth grade, and he thought he was going to take my virginity. And then I lost my virginity to this other guy that was in high school. And then I broke up with him after I lost my virginity. My eighth grade boyfriend, the one that thought he was going to take my virginity but didn't. I went shit early on. That was wild. I mean, it was what it is. <laughs> but that was my first experience. And then we had sex consistently like once or twice a week for like the next eight months. So had sex one time. And then I was like almost every week, like I was consistently having sex for eight months. So that was that went from like so that was throughout the summer and then it got into my freshman year of high school. Uh, and then we ended up breaking up. I never attached emotions behind the sex though. I just really liked it him. So even though the sex like when I look back on it, it wasn't that the sex was good. It just was. Cause it wasn't good. It was probably I don't know what his experience was, but from my perspective, it just was. I never, that's why I was always doing it too. It was just like, I guess the thrill of doing some shit, of having sex. It was a thrill associated with it. It had nothing to do with what I was actually feeling because I didn't care for real. Like, there were no emotions behind it. I just, there were no emotions behind the act of sex. But I liked him. Why did I like him? Because in hindsight, when we broke up, it was like an easy breakup. Like, I didn't feel no type of way about us breaking up. I was like, okay, we broke up. And that was it. Now, the reason we broke up, I ended up fighting this man, baby mama. That's why we broke up. Because, again, he was three years older than me, so he had a kid. So, so this is the nigga that took your virginity? Yes. Okay, so you breaking up with him, too, now. Yeah, so now it's two breakups. <laughs> okay. So you get into it with his baby mama. Yeah, me and his baby mama fight. And here's the thing. I knew he was still having sex with his baby mama. Because even though I was young, I wasn't dumb. I was young for sure, but I was not stupid. I knew what he was doing. He kept saying that he wasn't. But I wasn't stupid. I could see the signs. Because why she don't like me? I ain't never did nothing to this girl. And she was so fucking sick, y'all. She had me braiding her hair. She had me braiding her hair to try to see what me and his relationship was. That's how, imagine, he's three years older than me. So guess what? She's three years older than me. Oh, yeah. She was on your ass. 
Yeah, like she was. <laughs> this is wild. At the early age of 14, 15, I decided that I was not messing with nobody that had a baby mama. After, like, that was my first experience. After that, I was like, baby mama, no, don't care. Um, And after for a long time, that was my rule. I had a kid, and I still wasn't dating people with kids. That's how long it went. So, had that first sexual experience. Then... The second person I had sex with, and I had sex with him, I was 15. So I broke up with the guy that took my virginity around, like, the winter. It was definitely cold. I remember it being cold because we fought outside and it was snowing. So I remember it being cold. It was the winter time for sure. Probably January. I want to say it was, like, January. And... Then I went like what? Seven months without having sex again. So I didn't have sex again until like that summer after my freshman year. And I had like, you know, talked on the phone with guys and stuff like that. But I'm like, I don't, y'all know my boyfriend and I don't like y'all. Cause the, of course, early on, I'm like, if you ain't my boyfriend, I'm not having sex with you. Right. So. I had sex, even though I was saying that, I clearly, the second person I had sex with, I was not in a relationship with him. You just wanted to have sex. I mean, he was tall. You couldn't fight it no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, and oh, so it that was that was crazy. So like that second experience, I'm 15, we in a park. And this is a, he, you know, like I, Okay, so I met this guy through my stepsister. She told me about this guy, and she like, he tall, light-skinned, he look like Chris Brown. And I'm like, you lying. Gets him all the time. <laughs> the gag was the nigga did look like him. <laughs> I was like, oh, bitch, you wasn't lying. So I'm like, oh, he cute. Okay, cool. We spent, like, the whole day together. We're, like, he's coming over there to the neighborhood. We kicking it and stuff like that. <laughs> we we kicking it. We at the park. And then this nigga wants to play truth or dare at the park. <laughs> so what did you pick? I'm a daredevil. <laughs> Figures. Somebody figures. And in hindsight, I'm over here like, are, were you being gullible or were you really just being daring because you knew where it was going to go? So you just kept like, I'm I'm, finna, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Because I know I do that sometimes. Like, I'll get as close to danger as possible. And that's problematic. I understand. I'm trying to work through it. I'm not saying it'll change. I said I'm trying to work through it. So I typically get to think, get as close to danger to things as I can. And I've always been that way. Like my mom, she tells me all the time how like I was a toddler and I had this thing where I would always touch the stove. And I would get my ass beat every time I touched the stove because I'm not supposed to touch the stove. And because I've always been rebellious, 
I just kept getting my ass beat. Because I'm like, I'm still finna do it. So, like, she'd be like, don't touch the stove. I touch the stove. Smack my hands. I'm crying. And then I go, like, touch the stove. So, did the stove ever burn you? Nope. See, that's your problem. <laughs> I be getting close to danger, but my ass don't be getting burnt. Playing with that fire. Ooh, I be trying not to play with fire no more. But, so, we playing truth or dare. And then the dares clearly kept escalating. It go from kissing to now I'm sitting on dick in the park. Sounds nice. <laughs> My type of truth or dare. <laughs> um, truth or dick. <laughs> so that was like that was that was my second experience, and I was like, oh my god, that was the first time I felt dirty. That was the first time I was having sex in the park after dark. <laughs> I was having sex in the park after dark with this motherfucker I had just met within the last forty eight hours. Could have been a narc. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was so many things, like, no. <laughs> These are like, you have this one situation where you knew this guy and y'all been talking for a while and he became your boyfriend and it, it was a natural trajectory. I didn't wake up that morning knowing what I was going to do. Like, at least with the, the first experience, I knew. I We had had that conversation. It was premeditated. We knew. That was my first time ha having spontaneous sex, having public sex. Um. Sex with damn near a stranger. So was that sex good? Yes. <laughs> Cause here's and then here's the thing. My first experience, the guy was not big. This motherfucker was big. So I went from a small to medium sized penis to a big one. And I was like, ooh, okay, this is different. Um, I only had sex with that second guy twice. The second time we had sex, he had, he had a half day. I had a half day. We had sex all up and through his mama house. In school? Uh-huh. What school did you go to? <laughs> I said we had half days. So, <laughs> I'm not, look, y'all... Uh, look, if you don't know what high school I went to, you not going to know. And I'm definitely not telling you what high school he went to because we didn't go to the same high school. So that was that. We had sex in the bathroom. That was my first time having sex in front of a mirror. We had sex on the stairs. We had sex upstairs. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we're all over the place. But it was like. It was big, so it was low-key hurting a little bit because I'm like, I went from not having sex at all for months, and then even when I was having sex, it wasn't with somebody big. And now I got this 6'2", six, 6'3", six, tall, young motherfucker tearing up, rearranging my insides. Polar opposites. It was still exhilarating, so I'm like, oh, my God, I'm still with it. But I'm also like, I kind of want to go home. I'm tired. <laughs> Talking about knocking the dust off them. <laughs> oh, and like knocking we the stuffing out that egg McMuffin. No, for real. 
like, I'm like, again? Like, bathroom, stairs. I don't want to leave. I don't want to be here no more. So, that was the second experience. After that second, um, look, as I on my ride home, I had made up in my head. I remember the thoughts. I was like, I'm never speaking to him again. I'm not doing, like, I'm ghosting him. I'm not coming back. Like, and that's exactly, that was the first time I ghosted somebody. It was the first time I got really good sex with somebody and then I ghosted him. And, and it just became a trend after that. <laughs> Say, hey, I could do this. That's not exactly how it went, but I'm not going to disagree with that statement. I just knew what I was capable of. That's how that's how I respond to that. So, <laughs> and then I had my third experience. Third experience was at 16, and I was in a relationship with him, and then we were in a relationship for some years. And um, that was like the, you know, I had like the, Oh my god! I don't want to dick, dick compare. I don't want to like compare the sizes, but it was like damn near like oh, okay. We was like oh, okay, this was cool. It's all right, something to do. And it's like whoa, that was wild. Don't want to do that again because it's like, what is that? And then I got the in, but then I had the in between experience for the third experience. So I was like, oh okay. This is good. I can consistently do this. But it was good for a 16-year-old. It wasn't good. Like, I'll later find out that it was just okay. I thought it was good. I thought it was like, oh, okay. This. But again, it's like, okay, when you really like somebody, that could make it better than what it actually is. For sure. Like, and that's I think that's what it was. I was like, oh, I really like him. So would you double back later on down the line and found out it was really trash? Yeah, because here's the thing. You are only, the, the sex is only as good, as good as the current experience. Because. But he was 16 then, like. I was 16. Right. He was not 16. Oh, I was 16. Was <laughs> I was 16. He was, well, I mean, he wasn't that much older, 17. I'm 16, he's 17. But still. He's supposed to know, huh? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying was. It was okay. It was good at the time. And then I realized that it wasn't all that good. I just really liked him. Um, it wasn't bad, though. It wasn't bad. I'm just, again, as you get older and you have more experiences, and you re- the basically what happens is that the scale begins to change a little bit. So it's like, on a scale of 1 to 3, on a scale of 1 to 5, on a scale of 1 to 10, on, like the, the scale just kept getting larger. Um, and then recalibrate it. So that was the third experience. My fourth and fifth experiences, I'm going to kind of lump those in together because during those two experiences, I was being a little bit of a hoe. It was like my first taste of being a hoe. But I was still trying to hold on to like that good girl persona of like, no, y'all not my boyfriend, so I'm not going to have sex with y'all. But also I was full of shit. I was like, that was probably the first time in my life that I was the most full of shit. Now, I did say earlier that when I was 14, I had that one boyfriend, and then I lost my virginity to somebody else and then broke up with a boyfriend. So technically, I cheated on the first boyfriend. 
and then broke up with him after cheating, even though he never found out, unless he listened to this episode. Yeah, you're cooked now. I think I, that was definitely, I was full of shit back then too, for sure. But the fourth and fifth experiences, I felt like I was really living and being full of shit. I was like in that shit for real because I'm over here like, no, we're just friends and friends hug each other naked sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Hug each other naked. I made this status before. (laughs) Hug me naked if you want to. (laughs) I made a status. When I was like 19, I was like, boy, sex is like hugging only wetter. Um, <laughs> I was so full of shit. It was sick because I was over here like, oh, well, we're not really having. I've said this before in this season. If I don't come, it don't count. So if we don't finish, we not really have sex. <laughs> And that's my logic. Like, I'm over here like... Wait, what? <laughs> if we don't finish, we're not having sex. That's what you tell yourself? That's how you justify your bullshit? Yes! Oh, okay. <laughs> if neither one of... Look, if neither one of us come, it don't count. That was where the if I don't come, it don't count motto originated. When I was 19, I was like, okay. It's kind of like... Y'all hear the stories of, I think Christians do it, and then like other other teenagers that don't want to have pre, they they're saying, oh, we're not having premarital sex, but literally, the guy is penetrating the girl, and then they just like bouncing around, but they're he's not stroking, he's not doing anything, but they're literally. <laughs> what? You ain't never heard that. So look, this is this is this is what some people would do, because <laughs> this I have to stop laughing. Okay, so literally the guy will penetrate the girl, and then they'll just kind of like make the mattress move, but there's no actual stroking. <laughs> the mattress is moving, and he's just inside so, her. So that means they're not having sex. That's how they look at it. Oh. So if you suck my dick and I don't come, that means that Did shit. I really? If a tree oh. falls in the forest and nobody sees it here, it didn't fall. <laughs> the lies we tell ourselves. I said I was full of shit. Man. So anything that I need to tell myself to justify what I was doing, that's what I would say. I would dare say like, okay, if we only do it for three minutes, we not really having sex. So use the time niggas and give them like. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, like I would, I would, I would count the strokes in my head, and I'm like, no, the moment you get to the fifth stroke, no, that's too much. Like sex, stop. <laughs> that's terrible. Sickness, sickness. I was teasing myself. I was teasing him. It was terrible, and I was playing a dangerous game. That- I was playing a very dangerous game. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so dangerous game. Dangerous game. For a lot of different reasons. Because what if he didn't stop? <laughs> so, 
I'm laughing is, and is I'm. Is it consensual then or like? I'm laughing because of my situation. I am not obviously as someone who has experienced sexual abuse. I'm not making light of uh, oh, yeah. rape oh. or abuse or anything like that. But in my situation, because I understand my feelings and my thought process behind it, I was full of shit. I was full of shit. I was playing a dangerous game. I knew I was playing a dangerous game. And again, remember that two-year-old that used to touch the fucking stove? All I kept doing for a lot of my early years was getting as close to dangerous as possible. And then be like, all right, stop. And I continue to do that. Um, I ended up getting pregnant when I was 20. So around this time that I was playing these dangerous games, the gag is I got pregnant on birth control. I've been full of shit for a long time. I've been full of shit for a long time. And I've been a daredevil for a long time. I, I get as close to danger as possible because I like the adrenaline rush associated with doing things that I know I'm not supposed to do. Remember those words that I just said. Me doing things that I know I'm not supposed to do. Because y'all going to find out that's a trend. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was a trend until I really began to look at myself and say, you always been a hoe. <laughs> this is why. Because you always doing some shit that you ain't supposed to do. So, I'm going to pause there for a second. Uh. I do not know how often other people think back to their early sexual experiences, but I think back to them only when one of them motherfuckers pop up. So, obviously, one of my earlier experiences, they're going to be more of recurring interactions on a daily basis than others. But also... Majority of them, I'm still connected to. Like, we Facebook friends or we follow each other on Snap. Like, we still, it wasn't no bad blood. The only one that I never talked to again was the one that I ghosted. And it's not because he hasn't tried to reach out to me. Because how do you tell a nigga that? Like, nigga, yo, yo dick too big. You don't want to <laughs> tell a nigga that shit. Because here's the thing, too. I mean, who I am now, I could take a big dick. Who I was then, I couldn't. I, did, I didn't even know how to take the emotions associated with this is how I feel after taking this big ass dick. And you ain't want to seem like no punk bitch, so. Yeah, like, I ain't no pussy. <laughs> Wipe your hoe, but I ain't no pussy. You just ghost them. Like, I didn't. And here's the thing, too. I knew he wasn't going to be like my boyfriend or anything like that anyways. I'm like, he fuck around who's going to do me bogus or treat me a certain way anyway. So I just kind of beat him to the punch. So one thing about me, I am the, all right, I end this before. You have an opportunity to end this type shit. I've been that person for a while too. I've typically done all of the breaking up that I've ever experienced in my life. I will leave. I get up out of the... I get up out of the, before you have an opportunity to say you're going to get up out of here. 
It was only one motherfucker that got me. Something about that got me. <laughs> got me, bitch. But the gag was he tried to come back, and I was like, eh, eh, eh. Who's laughing now? <laughs> but how often do y'all think back to y'all early sexual experiences? Like, I only think about it when that, like, oh, I'm interacting with that person. But I don't think about it often. Feel like for me personally, I damn near out like I was saying earlier. I damn near don't even like thinking about because that was damn near traumatic time for me a little bit. I was damn near still trying to get my shit together. I felt like the chick that I was dealing with at the time, she was damn near already getting hit. So it was like shit. I bet I had a a a. I think I heard you say it earlier, like a sex rubric to live up to, like a little whatever. I had a stigma about that shit to the point she took and I ain't and I say this she took my virginity like she oh, took so, your she, shit you and, ain't and, it and, ain't have a fighting and, chance and, and check me out though it was because I was overly thirsty bro like she was low key blue you feel me like because the whole situation was terrible damn that in my OG crib we right across the room for us from us so we trying to be super fucking quiet. I did damn that. Got on top of this lady, no con or this girl at the time, no condom, damn there. Four seconds max. End up busting right on her stomach. Damn near didn't know what to do. She looked at me like, you ain't gonna give me no tissue or nothing. I was just geek. Like, damn. I damn near just got my first nut with a lady. <laughs> I was damn near excited. Right. Out. After but that, you though, say you tried to and, and you try to bury it in your brain. Crazy. That was there because she was my girlfriend, but didn't want to fuck after that. Like was not on that. It wasn't until I started fucking other bitches. Once I started fucking other bitches, that's when I got better. She started wanting dick, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm feeling myself now." Mm-hmm. But my first shit, bogus. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I think, and I don't want to classify it as like, oh, women experiences versus men's experiences, but I will say this. Everyone typically and should get better with time. You can't expect somebody it being their first couple go rounds and them being just pros at some shit, right? So it's okay for the first couple experiences to not be that good as long as there's growth associated with it. And that's, again, at this age that we are, if you're in your 30s and you having bad sex, Whoa. Wow. Cause where have you been practicing and with who? <laughs> That's how I'm looking at it. But it is some people out here with bad sex at the, at our age. Like it's not like everybody is having good sex because if that was the case, we wouldn't have so many complaints. It's a whole lot of complaints going on when it comes to sex. So I just think it's super interesting as well. When we look at, okay, go back to your early experiences. What made it good? What makes a sexual experience good and during your early years is not what's going to make it good later on in life. And, and thinking about that shit, because you was a shorty. You feel me? like and Everything really, was good. That's what it really boiled down. Like, even listening to some of the short stories now, I'm like, damn, I'll be blue as hell. I damn near walked in 
my daughter damn near getting out. Some little nigga like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm and I'm right across the room. A shorty, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you said, but it's stuff to think older, about. It's mm-hmm. stuff to think about because we was doing it early, right? And then here's the thing too. You if you go back to movies or songs about your first time, like Marcus Houston had that whole song describing how amazing his first time was. He's like, in the, in the house, on the couch, in your parents' bedroom, remember. Imagine the guy having like this amazing romantic as experience. And then the short the, the female was like, boy, that shit did not happen that way. <laughs> I think it's important to reflect on these sorts of things in these conversations because, well, for a couple reasons. It gives you a kind of reality check when it comes to how far you've grown sexually. If you still have the same mindset, like, oh, well. Because here's the thing. People have mindsets when it comes to sex. Oh, well, I got my nut. I cracked. That's all that matters type thing, right? But how are you thinking about sex differently as you age? What's a good experience? What's not a good experience? Um, When I unpack my early sexual experiences, I know that I was truly just doing shit. Like, I I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I didn't know that I didn't know what the fuck I was doing until I knew what the fuck I was doing. And that happens at different ages for different people based on how much practice they get in. So that's why that whole topic around body counts and stuff like that gets super, I'll use the word interesting as opposed to stupid. But (laughs) it's interesting because you not going to hire a doctor if you their first patient. Because what? Where's your experience at? And I think uh, that's definitely the approach when it comes to sex as well. But. Yeah, we talked about a lot in this episode, unpacking what those early sexual experiences were. Um, I've said before, I didn't have my first orgasm until I was 20, turning 21. Like, that's a, I started having sex at 14. I, I clearly didn't know what the hell I was doing. And maybe it wasn't me. It was probably a little bit of me, but probably not all the way me. Like, I came there. With fresh young coochie. Like, I don't know what else I could have been doing at that time. Like, he wanted me on top. I'm on top. Okay, cool. I'm doing whatever you asked me to do. But (laughs) with my early sexual experiences, I was dead ass just doing some shit. The takeaways here was, in my early years, I was full of shit. And I was playing dangerous games. Like a kid. Childish as fuck. Just like, oh, invincible. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Um, Got my ass slowed right down. Yeah, we talked about a lot on this episode. We we unpacked, we, you know, we unpacked my early sex experiences, talked about them a little bit, how I began to deal with sexual interactions. Because, again, I'm like, okay, I'm cheating a little bit over here. I'm ghosting somebody over here. I'm playing around with multiple partners. Like, I experienced experienced previews of a lot of different styles 
well, a couple different styles early on. We gonna, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to this episode. And yeah, we out. Before you go, I want to remind you to embrace your inner hoe. Thank you for tuning in to Provocative. And don't forget to follow us on all streaming platforms. Happy hoeing. P-R-H-O-E-D-O-C-A-T-I-V-E. Spell with the word hoe because deep down, we all got some hoe in us. And this is your safe space to be unapologetically provocative. But even like, but here's the thing, like, oh, is my ground too masculine? Put the nigga in missionary.